0: One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light.
1: Recently, someone contacted me over the internet, very troubled, very disturbed, because she was basing an idea on the King James Version rendering of Isaiah 45 verse 7. And she asked me the question, does God create evil? Because if the answer is yes to that question, then that would be an indictment against God as being less than perfect. Now, let me read the passage of scripture that I have had many, many people through the years question. Isaiah 45, verse seven, in the King James Version says, and this is God speaking, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, if you take that face value, if you believe that that is a correct rendering of the original Hebrew, then it would be very confusing. It would be very disturbing. I believe that God's motives are always pure. The scripture says he is perfect in all his ways. Another passage says that he is a God of justice and there is no injustice in him. For something to be labeled evil, it has to come from a root source that is corrupt, immoral, wicked, or ungodly. How can God be ungodly? That just doesn't make sense. Often through the years, I have had conversations with New Agers or people of a Far Eastern religious mindset that pinpoint that verse as proof of the yin-yang theory of the nature of things, the nature of ultimate reality. And of course, the yin-yang symbol is that teardrop-looking object that is white and the teardrop-looking object that is black in one circle. And it represents the idea that on an ultimate level, ultimate reality is both evil and good, both darkness and light. And of course, that is based on pantheism, the idea that the universe is an emanation of God. And so both the evil and the good are expressions of of the divine nature. That would be very disturbing. That would be very confusing because I believe it robs God of his integrity to believe that. So what's the answer? Is this a wrong rendering? Well, let me build my case by going back into the original Hebrew. Now the word that is translated evil is the Hebrew word ra or ra'ah, and it's, rendered not only into the word evil, but other words. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But let me quote a few other times in the King James Version, which uses a lot of archaic language. And there are times in the King James Version when certain passages are translated in a way that is easy to completely misinterpret now. For instance, Exodus chapter 32 Verse 14 talks about how God responded to the situation when Moses was up in the mountain, communing with him, he received the 10 commandments, and he comes down out of the mountain with these tablets of stone, only to see the children of Israel dancing around a golden idol, a calf that they've created out of gold, and worshiping that idol, in direct rebellion against the first two commandments that they had just heard spoken from Mount Sinai just 40 days prior. Moses was upset, God was upset, and God was going to destroy the whole nation. That was not evil, that was not wicked, that was not ungodly, that was a just recompense for their evil and their wickedness and their ungodliness but then moses interceded with god and the bible says in a newer version of scripture the lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people the king james says he repented of the evil that he said he would do to his people well god doesn't repent like human beings repent the word repent means to change your mind but it bears with it the idea of turning away from that which is wicked and immoral and ungodly and embracing that which is righteous and God-pleasing. Well, God doesn't have to repent like human beings repent, and yet the King James Version said he repented of the evil that he intended to do to his people. Well, that's not a correct rendering, and that's an archaic way of Bringing forth the meaning of the original Hebrew that is no longer to be embraced, as far as I'm concerned. Then another example Numbers chapter 13, verse 32. Twelve spies had been sent into the land of promise, or what would eventually be the land of promise, in order to bring back a report to Moses of what to expect when they go into Canaan. And the Bible says that 10 of them brought back an evil report, according to the King James Version. But a newer version says they brought back a bad report. Can you see the difference between the two? Well, yes, it was evil in the sense that it was based on unbelief, based on fear, based on a failure to recognize the sovereignty of God, that he could give them victory over the Canaanite tribes. But it was a bad report. It was a way of saying there's no way that we can conquer the giants in that land and the land swallows up its inhabitants. Another good example is Joshua chapter 23, verse 15. There's a scripture, this is a scripture, this is therefore it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you, which was an admonition to the children of Israel not to walk in ungodliness, not to mingle with the pagan tribes around them and take on their practices and take on their religious ideas and their immorality, or God said that harm would come to them. And of course, it would break down the walls of protection and allow a demonic influx into Israel. But the King James Version doesn't say harmful things, it says evil things. And one more example, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 38. In a newer version, the New King James Version, it says, is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being proceed? In other words, God speaks things into your life that bring forth wholeness. But God also can speak things into your life that bring woe, that bring calamity, that is mind-crushing and confusing if a person walks in rebellion against God. But once again, the King James Version says that out of the mouth of the most high proceeds evil things and good. Well, I don't believe God has ever spoken evil because Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And the good word of God is all that proceeds out of his mouth. He's never said anything that was tainted with anything less than the perfection of his character because God and his word are one. Now let me read the King James version again of Isaiah 45, seven, that has confused so many people, both believers and non-believers, both Christians and new agers get this verse confused. The King James version says, "'I form the light and create darkness. "'I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, I believe the writer is poetically bringing forth opposites. First, he says, God forms the light and he creates the darkness. Well, that doesn't show evil in the character of God. To create darkness, to create something called night uh, as the world turns on its axis, I create Darkness, God said. Well, that doesn't charge him with a wicked nature just because there is an opposite to light. Well, if that was the poetical intent of the writer, then I think it would make more sense to say, I make peace and create confusion and calamity and trouble in the lives of people who rebel against me. You could extend it in that way. Let me show you what other translations say. The New King James Version says, and remember, this is God speaking, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. The English Standard Version says, I form the light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I, the Lord, I am the Lord who does all these things. The Bible in Basic. English says, I am the giver of light and the maker of the dark, causing blessing and sending troubles. I am the Lord who does all these things. The NIV says, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. The New Living Translation says, I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. I prefer this final version, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. God said, I form the light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. I, Yahweh, which is really the proper rendering of the tetragrammaton that is translated Lord, which basically means just master or one who is in authority over you, your Lord. Well, it's a personal name in the original. It's Y-H-W-H, yud heh vav which is Yahweh, I believe, the correct rendering. I, Yahweh, do all these things. I make success. For who? For obedient people. I create disastrous things happening in the lives of the disobedient. Well, I can sure look back in my life and see how when I was walking in darkness and serving Satan unknowingly, I didn't know I was a child of darkness and a child of the devil, living the way I was living when I was a rock musician as a teenager. But disaster and calamity came in my life. Why? Because there was no divine hedge that was protecting me. And sometimes the disaster comes because that divine protection is not there. And sometimes it comes directly as a result of people hardening their heart against God. And a great example is Pharaoh. God was not quote unquote evil in the way he treated Pharaoh because Pharaoh was intent on killing the children of Israel at the edge of the Red Sea or re-enslaving them one or the other. And so God created confusion in his camp by causing the pillar of fire to be darkness to the Egyptian army. And also he brought the waters of the Red Sea crashing in on the Egyptian army, which was a righteous recompense for their behavior. It wasn't wicked on the part of God. It was disastrous, but it was a disaster God created. See, wickedness was not God's root motive. Justice and goodness were his root motive then and many other examples I could give you in the Bible. Now, let's go back to the original Hebrew word. When God said, I create peace, the word is shalom, which actually means much more than just peace. It means welfare, prosperity, success, health, rest, wholeness, nothing broken and nothing missing. It's a very powerfully prophetic word. That's why Jewish people, when they greet one another or exit from each other's presence, often and usually say, Shalom. It's a prayerful prophetic statement requesting wholeness and welfare and prosperity and goodness and health every good thing pouring into that person's life. Gentiles just say hi and bye, there's no power in that. Well, if we're not seeing the fullness of the meaning of the word shalom, just by the statement I create peace, then I would dare to say we're not seeing the fullness of the meaning of raah by just saying I create evil. Certainly ra'ah can be translated evil 442 times in the King James version but ra'ah is also or ra is also translated wickedness mischief bad trouble affliction adversity harm and sad how sad it is to walk in rebellion against god and an atmosphere of sadness is the result of doing things your own way. So I tend to believe that we need to look at that verse completely differently, a total different perspective, because God is just in all his ways. God is righteous in all his ways. Jesus indicated the source of evil in John chapter 8, verse 44. He was being withstood by certain detractors that were claiming he was unjust in his claims of divinity and his claims that were messianic in nature. And he told them very plainly, even though they were religious leaders, he said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Why was Satan a murderer from the beginning? Because mass genocide took place in the garden when he introduced sin into Eve's heart and then she further infected Adam. The whole human race was murdered mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and ultimately physically by the actions of Satan in the garden of Eden. So Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Listen now, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. God values free will and the evil that is here in this world, whether it be the evil that streams from Satan and his demonic underlings, or the evil that streams from the world system, or the evil that streams from people who are the offspring of Adam and Eve. All of that results from something very valuable that God allowed to remain for the sake, for the sole purpose of love being genuine. And that is free will. If free will did not exist, if God enforced his will in a very mechanical way programming the human race to respond in obedience to him, whether they wanted to or not, then love would never be genuine. If you're just a robot or acting in a robotic fashion, because it's been programmed into you to say, I love you, God, is just about as unreal as some recording you hear when you call a number and don't get a real living person. It's just program. You can't hold a conversation. You can't get any uh, answers to your questions. It's very frustrating. You go through one recorded answer after another. There's no real connection there. And there would be no real connection between human beings and God if God were to remove free will from the equation because then genuine love would not exist. So my answer to the question that was posed by this person who contacted me on the internet is absolutely not. God does not create evil. God creates only that which is good and just and right and proper. He does bring calamity and confusion when he finds enemy activity going on. And when human beings rebel against him, he does respond in righteous judgment at times but god is just in all his ways and there is no injustice in him so that's my response and i hope it's a blessing to you by the way the yin yang symbol is not true on an ultimate level god is not both darkness and light both evil and good because the bible says god is light and in him is no darkness at all and the only way that can be true is if theism is true, not pantheism. Pantheism is the idea that everything that exists emanated out of God. And so it has a divine essence. But theism is the belief that God exists apart from the physical creation. And that way he can remain pure and good and righteous and untainted by the evil that is here. Thank God we know him and thank God ultimately he will extract us from all of that evil And in our glorified state, it will only be goodness and righteousness and holiness forevermore.
0: Thank you for joining Mike Shreve today on Revealing the True Light. And thank you for opening your mind and your heart to the truth. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can explore the beliefs of many world religions more deeply by ordering Mike Shree's book titled In Search of the True Light. We also invite you to visit our website, thetruelight.net, and sign up to be part of our global Internet family.